Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use. Okay, FanDuel Always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, when you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game, parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 and present in select states only. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. Arizona, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. Welcome in to a brand new edition of Snaps here on the YouTube, uh, the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. Uh, go ahead and like this video as well. Help your boys out. And of course, by your boys, I mean myself, T-Bob Bear, uh, my beautiful quarterbacking QB1 co-host, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dude? How are we feeling today? Happy, happy Thursday. Only a couple more yep. sleeps until week two. But you get a little NFL action tonight. I actually did I did a little fantasy football this year, T. I, I usually don't do it. I got oh. um, peer pressured into playing. Uh, I got Josh Allen, so he teased it off tonight. So I'm excited to see what he can Hell do. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually pretty bullish on my team this year. I'm not going to lie. Like I I took him in the third round, and a lot of people like, oh, judging me for taking him in the third round. I'm like, oh, you don't take a quarterback that early. Of course, Aaron's going to take a quarterback at the I don't, I don't play I fantasy mean, that often, accurate. but I am projected to win week one. So for those who are saying that my method was stupid, you can suck it because I'm projected the highest point total of anyone else in the league this week. So okay, maybe I dude. do know what I'm doing T Bob. I, um, I hate fantasy football or I shouldn't say, I, I, I feel bad. And I do not mean this from like a fantasy football sucks. We all have our own passions, right? Uh, my passions are many. Look on the wall behind me. I mean, it's filled with miniatures and and uh, Lord of the Rings paintings and Star Wars stuff. Like, I have many, many, many passions. Hell, tonight, if I'm being completely honest, although this is just bad timing, I will actually be playing Dungeons & Dragons 
filming my D&D show, The Night Shift, during the NFL game. I'm doing a remote promoting the NFL game at a bar and then immediately leaving when the game starts to go play D&D. So um, it's just not for me. I am in a league out of duty to my friends, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's cool, though. I love it. I love it because, again, I want all of us to be nerdy about something. And the amount of people that get so much happiness out of fantasy football. And if you're one of those people, and I already love Red Zone, I can't even fathom what Red Zone would be like if I actually cared about what happened to my fantasy team. It would literally be the greatest thing on the pl- like face of the planet. So shout out to you if you love fantasy. No, but no, I'm with you, Aaron. Who knows? You might get the bug. Sounds like you're feeling pretty fat hey, and cocky just, already. Just, you might get hooked. Let me just give you my there. roster real quick. To you. Let me just see. Yes, first of all, I, got, yes, I, had the auto, I had the auto draft on my first pick. So this is... I got two dudes on the starting lineup that, I mean, they're, they're big boom or bust. <laughs> so we got Allen at quarterback, McCaffrey and Barkley at running back. I mean, come on now. There's wow. some big boom there. Wow. Waddle Judy at receiver, <laughs> Henry at tight end, James Conner at flex, the Indianapolis Colts defense, and then Buckner at my kicking spot. So it's not a bad starting lineup. I got some good dudes on the bench too. So Feeling I'm taking it home. Big- I'm going to have to rename my team the Snaps bitches uh yeah okay snaps bitches (laughs) (laughs) yeah the snap squad there you go snap squad bam right on tongue alliterative we love it the ss yes there's never been anything negative oh wait no yeah i guess never mind don't do that don't do ss um look thank you to everyone hanging out with us today christopher (laughs) mike zach t pet orange juice jerry what's up y'all look share mark what's happening Share the stream, um, you know, with your friends. Subscribe to the pod, rate, review. All this helps us get the show out. We want to grow this thing together. Shout out the volume. Shout out FanDuel for putting this on. And uh, thank you to Ryan Brumley for producing it. Let's dive in. We got a few big stories today. Dabo getting the bag once again. Uh, the Big 12 looks to go down the Oregon Trail out west. Um, a little Texas, Alabama talk. We... We touched on uh, the, the the SEC East battle, Kentucky and Florida, yesterday with Texas and Alabama today. And uh, then we will give you our five best games of the college football weekend. So look forward to that. Let's start, though, with Dabo, uh, because in case you missed it, Dabo Sweeney got paid today. And, oh, my God, Brum, I am awful at my job. I've written down so much stuff except for the actual details of the deal. Um, 10 years, $115 million. Okay, it's 11.5 a year, right? Correct. And yes. I believe Kirby made uh, 11.2 in his recent extension. Saban made 11.7 Nailed in it. his recent extension. Uh, keep those numbers in your head because that is going to tell you uh, exactly how this contract came about, right? Um, Aaron, I know where I stand on this. And we may be a bit opposite of this. I want to pick your brain. How do you feel when you hear that Dabo Swinney got that contract and now be the second highest paid coach in college football right behind Papa Nick? He should be he should be up there when it comes to some of the highest paid coaches in America. I don't think the second highest paid coach in America. And it goes back to the discussion of where is Clemson as a program right now? Clemson has been on a terrific run past 10 years. Uh, they've 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 produced first round draft picks number one draft picks they've won national championships they've won the acc almost every single year so he is elite there's there's no question about it but when we project the future and we project and this contract is like hey we're gonna you're gonna be paid this amount of money for the next 10 years we anticipate you having the same success these next 10 years as you've had the previous and when i project clemson out i don't i don't see that you know, I see Georgia, I see Ohio State and Ryan Day. Obviously, I need see Nick Saban in Alabama over the next five to ten years being extremely successful. Like those guys are on just a different ballpark. They're on a different level than the rest of college football. You look at the ACC, and you know, we 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 talk about hey, is the ACC gonna be around the next few years? How are they gonna be able to merge, say, with the the Big Ten or the SEC? Obviously, the entire talk about the grant of rights, who knows if they're gonna be able to get out of that or not, but As of right now, when I do look at the ACC and why they had a very average week one, you look at the potential of some of the, 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 in recent history, in in forever, actually, the the bigger boys, the Miamis, the Florida States, I think they're going to be getting better. I think you're going to see a good season from both those teams. I think you're going to see recruiting uh, look to favor those schools in Florida a little bit more with those high school kids. They're going to be back 
are they going to be winning the ACC this year or next year? No, but they, they I think they're going to be good enough in the next three or four years to compete to be competing for that. So all that being said, Clemson's losing pace with the big boys and then the ACC is starting to catch up from them. So when I project them out over the next five to 10 years, I don't think Dabo is going to be considered one of those top five coaches in America. I don't think Clemson is going to be considered a five top five, top 10 team. And I, I just, I, I, I get where he's at right now and what he's done. And I know that goes to be a part of the contract at the moment, but uh, you know, he's, he's not a top two coach in America. I shoot. I don't even know if he's a top five coach in America Ooh. right now. <laughs> so I, I, I view him as more in that six, seven range, you know, so give my man 10 and a half, you know, $11 million. But you know, I can tell you one thing, and this isn't a, me being a Homer, he should not be getting paid more than Kirby smart Kirby coming off a of natty and projecting what George is going to be for the next five or 10 years. Once again, projects out better than in my opinion, what Clemson's going to be for the next five or 10 years. Okay. So a few things here. Um, I could feel uh, Ryan Brumley's production loins swell when you just said there's five better coaches than Dabo Sweeney in college football. So let's go ahead and make that list uh, so that we can get that out, out there. Uh, secondly, look, I agree with you about on the way that Clemson is trending. I'm maybe not as bearish on it, right? Like, I don't, I don't know that I believe that, um, <clears throat> I don't know that I believe that they're going to be like outside the top 10 anytime soon, you know, 10 years from now or whatever. It seems like they're very firmly there to stay. But yes, the idea as to whether or not they will be what they have been for five years, it doesn't appear that they will be. And I agree with you there. And as far as Debo Swinney, I don't really like him. Um, I've made all the jokes. I've seen the John Oliver episode. Uh, I too understand all the doubts that you just laid out. But everything we are talking about there, these are opinions, right? It is uh, conjecture. It is trying to read the future. If you are Dabo Swinney's agent, this is the easiest discussions of all time for you um, because you quite simply say, okay, well, let's look at who has the most national championships. Okay, Kirby has one. Saban has more. Okay, our guy fits right there in the middle at two, right? That's why Saban got 11-7, Kirby gets 11-2, and Dabo now gets 11 Five. And this is where it gets pretty wild, Aaron. And the reason I want to go through this is because I did not quite realize just how good Dabo's resume has been. And this mm -hmm. is why he has all the power in a negotiating situation. Um, he has the third most wins all time in their first 15 years of being a head coach. Only Urban Meyer and Bob Stoops have, have outpaced him. And even then, it's only by a few games. He has an overall record of 151 and 36. That is an 807 win percentage. He is 11 and 7 in bowl games with four championship appearances, two and two in those games. Six of the eight years Clemson has found themselves in the playoff. They have the second most playoff games, 10 games to Alabama's 13, and they own a winning record in the playoffs at six and four. They're only three years removed from playing in a championship. They're only two years removed from being in the playoffs. Like, it is kind of dumb. I mean, Brum laid out before the show, their run 15 to 20 was runner-up champion, Final Four champion, runner-up Final Four. And if they had a better quarterback right now, I don't think we would be talking like this. And I know it goes beyond Josie Angelale because it's like you laid out. Like, I know that you don't feel like their, their weapons are where they were when they had, like, uh, DeAndre Hopkins rolling through, which is kind of the very beginning of the rise, or, like, uh, Travis Etienne. or, or so, so I understand that, Sammy like, they Watkins. have – Like, they don't have the skill yeah, on offense. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I agree there. And that is one of the main things that looks like it's trending the wrong direction. I just – Sometimes we rubber band so hard against things. And sometimes when you don't like a guy, look, let's be honest, a lot of people, Dabo kind of turns off. Like, how mm -hmm. are you talking about when you start paying players? Like that the infamous quote back there, you start paying players, that's it for me. Like, okay, you just got paid 11-5. Why is that okay? But, but, but whatever. So I get that. I get all of that. But the bottom line, he just sits here and he says these numbers. And like, how do you argue against that? You can't. Yep. If you're Clemson, Aaron, I feel like you, I mean, I feel like you have to pay him. No, you have to pay him. I, 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 I'm not against him getting paid. He's still an elite football coach. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Once again, projecting forward, I don't know. They're, they're not, 
to me, they're not going to match the past 10 years. And 10 years are great. If you're solely giving him this money based on what he's done the past 10 years and not looking at the college football landscape and seeing what the other coaches are doing out there, like to me, how can you say right now that, that, and, and, and everyone's going to continue to say, oh, you're such a homer, that Dabo should be getting paid more than Kirby Smart. He shouldn't. He should not be getting paid more than Kirby Smart. It's just Smart. a two natties to one. That's all it is. Two natties to yeah, one. That's all like, it is. That's... It's two natties to one, and he's been doing it longer. It's had more consistency. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But, you know, I, I could see if, if and, and I've said this before, if, if there is someone that is going to make a run similar to what Nick Saban's done for the past 15 years, a lot of people thought it was going to be Dabo. A lot of people did. Like, oh, it's going to be Dabo. It's going to be Dabo. Oh, it's going to be Lincoln. Oh, it's going to be, you know, possibly Ryan Day. But if there is anyone that is going to make that kind of run, it's going to be Kirby Smart and, and the way he's built the program. So I'm, I'm just higher on, on the future of the Bulldogs than I am on, on, on Clemson. And maybe I am a little bit foggy because I look at what they did last year, a 10-win team, which is still a great season. Um, I look at their roster this year, and once again, I don't see a championship team this year. I see a very good defense. A, a top five defense in college football. I see a below, an average, I won't say below, an average offense, a, 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 a good quarterback, good receivers, good offense. I'm like, nothing is sexy to me. And yeah. so once again, this is a team that could be 10 and three again, once again. So yeah. if, and which is good. Like that, once again, like we, we can't be bitching and moaning about a team winning 10 games. Like that's an incredible season in college football. I just don't see Clemson getting back to the past 10 years where they're consistently in the national championship. They're consistently in the playoffs. I think they're at a spot right now where they're going to be in maybe once every three or four or five years. Uh, and it, does that warrant getting $11.5 million over the next 10 years? I don't believe so. It may in a post Mel Tucker contract world, which by the way, all of these elite elite coaches uh, should be, they, they, they want to bitch about the transfer portal transfer portal got them paid, right? Michigan state never does what they did last year. Mel Tucker without the transfer portal by extension, you've now had everybody, James Franklin, Davo Sweeney, Nick Saban, Kirby smart. I mean, everybody's getting paid even more than they ever would have before. Uh, WJ Willow is saying, Hill and Alabama post Saban, uh, talking about Dabo Swinney. There is actually language in the contract about that. I think it'd be either like 6 or $9 million a buyout that Dabo would have to pay with the new 10-year Saban deal and 10-year Dabo deal. I don't quite know about that anymore. Um, how about, Aaron, did you see the buyout numbers? Let's say it does all go awry, right? Venables is gone. Both coordinators are gone. Let's say he can't do the Saban thing where he can just make up for this, like, revolving door of a coaching staff. Um, if Clemson fires Swinney without cause, it would owe him $64 million in 2022. 2023, it's $60. Even in 2026, so four years from now, if they are like actively bad, it's toxic, and they want him out of there, which probably won't happen, but could. I've seen how quickly things can burn down firsthand. Even by 2026, you would still owe Dabo $57 million. Um, it's incredible, dude. It's incredible. Well, if I'm Dabo, well, let's not I, get I just... the kids paid. Let's not get the kids paid, T-Bob. Anti-kids <laughs> anti making any money. I... Or, <laughs> I, I will for the for the fans in the chat that that think I'm, I'm I am I am I think Dabo I will reiterate this I think Dabo is a very very good coach an elite coach there's no doubt about it and it, it is absurd I mean you brought up a good point you know ever since Mel Tucker got that contract extension it's like wow like what how much money is there in college football and I've been getting my phone blown up all day like why didn't you go coach why do you get coach well because these dudes have no lives I'll tell you that that's the first thing so you know I will yeah. never be mad at a coach getting a ton of money because I know how much time they put in. I've, I've seen it at, at both levels. I've seen the grind and, and, and today's probably more than it's ever been because of NIL, because of the transfer portal, because of recruiting, all the responsibilities that these coaches have to deal with. They make every single penny that they are given by these universities. And these universities are making a ton of money because of these coaches being there and because of the championships that they've brought. So a hundred percent, like if Nick Saban would have asked for 15, $20 million, Damn it, Alabama, you better pay Nick Saban $15, 20000000 million yeah. because he has done wonders 
to Tuscaloosa into that state. So I will once again never be mad at a coach for getting his, doing his thing, get that fat paycheck, go out there and uh, make sure your wife's happy because you are not home uh, for the majority of the season. So let her go out there and and go spend some of those dollars. Well, I mean, look on, on the Saban front. Um, yes, you could sit here and be like, it's ridiculous that here in America we pay coaches that much money, and 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 in a lot of cases that is probably true, right? And our priorities are all warped. But if you look at like things like out of state enrollment, out of state tuition, the academic standard at Alabama, you mentioned the the very city of Tuscaloosa, like improving as a whole. Uh, Alabama is getting a great ROI on what they are paying Nick Saban. I believe Athens and Georgia will be getting the same as well. Um, and it depends to be seen if something like Dabo or Brian Kelly, I mean, those are very much still up in the air. They're big bets that you have to see it's going to pay off. But I like, dude, you know me, I like love I gotta, I, 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 all that. I love this I idea that like, the actual town itself. Like you have literally gone on a war campaign and brought back booties and riches that you can straight up lead to like statue creation and new building creation. It is a, it, it just, it's fascinating. I'm sorry. What were you going to say here? No, I was going to ask you because you, you brought up the, the, the saving question of, of, you know, does, is Dabo the next to take over at Alabama? And then, and obviously that's interesting. And, you know, we all know saving got some big fat extension that's going to last through 2031 does he make it or not? That's a whole nother discussion. I mean, the, the, the man loves what he's doing. He's going to pay a ton of money. They're successful. They're recruiting. They're, they're in the portal. Everything's going well. Like why leave that situation? If you love what you do, that's, that's everyone's goal in life. Do what you love. And obviously Nick Saban loves coaching football. Um, but if, and when he does leave, say it happens in the next four or five years, who is next in line? Who is ready to take over? Who is honestly willing to leave their program to go to Alabama. And when you look at these, these coaches at certain schools that are, are classified as elite, which one would pick up and go? And I do think Dabo would possibly consider it. I don't think obviously Kirby's gonna leave. I don't think Brian Kelly leaves LSU to go to, to, to Alabama. If, if he does do what we think he's gonna do to LSU the next three or four years, um, obviously Ryan Day, who knows know what Ryan Day's gonna be, but he- move either. No, on Kelly, like, I don't, who's yeah, I don't think, yeah. who who is next in your opinion? If 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 Saban retires in four years, and I, I know it's hard to project, there'll be coaches and moves all along the way. But right now, if you had to pick, who's the next guy in line? I it's tough, right? Because like, what if Mel Tucker consistently balls out? Then all of a sudden, yeah. you have someone who's a bit of an acolyte. Uh, if he proves that last year was the building block that it looks like, and they're like a consistent Big Ten threat, then I think he would definitely have to be in the mix. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about Lincoln Riley at SC. Don't see that falling apart anytime soon. That's the thing. There may not be that great option out there, right? In an older Dabo world, or maybe he's not that guy anymore. And you raise a very fair point, Aaron, as we mourn uh, the passing of the queen, uh, rest in peace. Uh, all reigns must come to an end. And Emperor Sabin's days are quite literally numbered. When it comes to being the head Alabama football coach, it's just a question of how large that number is. And so, yeah, I, I don't know exactly where you would go at this point, simply because the only elite guys that you would think that Alabama would be interested in, it's really hard to see any of them leaving their schools. Like, I don't care. Like, even now, it's hard to see Dabo leaving Clemson. That would be such a major kind of character and PR misstep, it feels like. In, um, Lane Kiffin, baby. Lane Kiffin. Uh, yes, yes. If, if Lane, yes, that makes all the sense I, that's in the to world. Me, and he would do Lane that. Lane makes a lot of sense to me. And Lane would 100% leave and go to Alabama. I mean, if he continues to to win football games at Ole Miss and ends up staying there for the next four or five years, I still wouldn't bet that he's at Ole Miss in five years. Uh, not because of Ole Miss is doing, but more for Lane, you know, maybe going somewhere else. Um, and I know he's said in the past, like, I think he said this past week or the week before, you know, Ole Miss has done a lot for me. And, and I hope he does stay for a little bit. I think he's a great coach. I think obviously a great fit there. And, and, and I think the Rebels have a chance to be a good football team this year and going forward. But I, I agree with you. Like those coaches right now that are in their, 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 their homes, their spots, I don't know if they pick up and leave, especially knowing that Al Nick Saban has created this expectation in Alabama. And do you want to go somewhere 
where you're going to be compared to Nick Saban every single week, every single year. <laughs> when you're nice and comfy getting fat at, you know, fat paychecks at Clemson, LSU, or AM. I, I just don't see that. But, yeah. you know, Lane, Lane's cocky enough to want that challenge. So I think if presented with that opportunity, he would go for it. Fonz Fonzarelli's kind of to your point says, ha ha, what psycho would want to go to Bama after Saban, right? So it is that point. deal where you would be handed the keys to a car that is as nice of a car as there is out there. It's only that they're like, okay, but you're the one that has to do all the repairs and upkeep on it. How well do you know cars? We gonna find out. Christopher David, um, Aaron Marine, T-Bob for next coach and OC for Bama. Yes. Yes, obviously I would be head coach. Fifteen million dollars um, a year. Deal, yes, deal with the broad stroke, shake the hands, kiss the babies. Um, you could be running around doing the actual, like coordinating the actual coaching and play development and whatnot. And um, I won't even make you do interviews. How about that? Like, like I'm a no coordinator interview head coach. I'm gonna go. I just, I, no, I'll you do the hang interviews. Out I don't, background. I don't want recruiting. I just no recruiting. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, th I think we're. I think. No, I was gonna say, I think we're gonna be really bad because I was also coping to get a no recruiting clause in my contract <laughs> as well. So we may have to workshop this a little bit. The start of the NFL season is here, and the best place to practice your touchdown dance is on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel's kicking off week one with a no sweat bet for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a new customer or already have an account. You'll get free bets back if you don't win. Just log in and see for yourself. But T-Bob, what would you bet with a free bet? I would give myself a little extra rooting interest this weekend and put some on the Tigers. Go Tigers. Or just run a same game parlay. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up and use the promo code SNAPS to get started. That's promo code SNAPS. Celebrate the return of football season with a no-sweat bet during week one. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Speaking of workshopping, the Big 12 was visiting uh, Cincinnati for a bit of a workshop, right? Future Big 12 member, Cincinnati, Brett Yormack was the commissioner of the Big 12, and he uh, reiterated that the Big 12 is looking to hit the old Oregon Trail. They're headed out west. Uh, and quite literally, he used those words, right? The Big 12 wants to go out west, get a member uh, from that time zone, at least one um, uh, saying, quote, they are looking for, uh, quote, a program that has national recognition, one that competes at the highest level in football and basketball, stands for the right things, and is a good cultural fit. Um, I call it the Oregon Trail because Oregon would check all of those boxes. That may be out of the Big 12's reach, but certainly, Aaron, it looks like the Big 12 is ready to try to raid and kill the Pac-12. Everyone's trying to raid and kill the Pac-12 right now. I just feel bad for the Pac-12 just getting bullied by everyone. Uh, I, To me, I look at that conference, and, and you have to take a step back and look at the broader landscape of where college football is heading. And we all know come 2024, college football is going to look a lot different than it does today, uh, whether it's playoff expansion, whether it's conference realignment. None of that's going to slow down here in the next few years. And, and I look at the Pac-12 first and, and, and what they've already lost when you lose USC and UCLA. And yes, I understand that like they, they, it's not like one of them was dominant, especially in the football area, but it's a gigantic market. It's LA, for goodness sakes. Who would not want to scoop up those two teams? You know, Lincoln Riley's there at UCLA or USC. Uh, there's, there's obviously a lot of energy around the program right now. So that's a great addition along with UCLA. You own LA. There's still, in my opinion, the Big Ten is going to try to get a few more. We've, we've obviously seen the yeah. conversations about trying to expand to 20 teams, and then they're not going to stop anytime soon. So my bold prediction, which may not be bold because I think there's a, a, a good feeling and movement towards this, is there may not be a Pac-12 in the next two or three years. Um, and, and as so, a conference, and for those who are remaining right now, when you do look at the landscape of college football, what excites you about the Pac-12? I just, yeah. I don't see much right now. You know, if I am in Oregon or Washington or Utah, like what excites you about staying in that conference when you see the direction of the Big Ten, when you see the direction of the SEC, and you see the direction of the Big 12? Why would you not, for the betterment of your student athletes, look at every deal presented to you and say, guys, we may have to take this? So I, I definitely can see, obviously, once again, the Big Ten expanding and, and the big 12, I don't think you go with one. I think you go with two and, uh, and we'll see if they're as hungry as the big 10 and see if they go after four possibly. Well, and, and, and not even, I mean, yes, the betterment of the student athletes, but also the money, right? Mm -hmm. Bill Mabagin says Oregon's going to run the pac 12 and uh, they won't want to step down. Okay. I understand that competitively you have an advantage there, but what happens when your payouts are at 40 million and the Big Ten schools are catching 100 milli each, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, why am I not in the Big Ten? And make no mistake, the Big Ten's going to go after uh, Oregon and Washington. I think they have a better chance of getting them. What's fascinating to me about all of this is this is a freaking turntables revenge story, if I have ever seen one. Because when the SEC blew everybody's mind by raiding the Big 12, the Big 12... They were gutted, quite literally, bleeding out on the side of the road, begging their friends for help. Please, Pac-12, please, Big Ten, come on. We have to, we must, we must stop them. We, 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 we must stop this evil SEC from taking over the world. They're growing too fat, too hungry. And what did the other big three do? They kind of, they, they, they placated them with words. Nobody else, nobody was willing to kind of, taint themselves by actually going out and trying to shore up the big 12 no 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 they kind of looked down from their perch and they they banded together and said we're forming a triumvirate an alliance that these parts have never seen before and they offered flowery words about the big 12 but they did nothing to help well 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 here we sit 
just a year later, the alliance has crumbled, proven to be the sham that it was as the Big Ten stabs the Pac-12 in the back. And now it is the Pac-12 bleeding in line on the ground, begging for help. And here the Big 12 comes. They've, they've healed their own wounds over time. They got like an eye patch. They're missing an eye. And they're like, what's up, motherfucker? I'm coming for you. And they're coming <laughs> to finish him off, okay? They're coming to gut the Pac-12. And they're coming to say, you didn't help me in my time of need? Well, guess what? It's our turn now. And it's a scary time if you're Clea Coffee yep. Company. I mean, we just saw the Big 12 move up their media negotiation rights by a year just to directly compete with the Pac-12 and be able to put a better offer on the table in front of Pac-12 schools versus what the Pac-12 well, is. So well, it's, ESPN, it's a fascinating yeah. Game of Thrones time. Well, if you are ESPN or Fox or CBS, anyone bidding for these rights for these, these conferences and their packages, once again, they're seeing and they're hearing, they're talking to these commissioners and they're especially, look at, look at the Big Ten for goodness sakes. I mean, there was a clause put in there that more money would be put on the table if they add more teams because CBS, Fox, and NBC know that they're not stopping, that more teams will be added to the Big Ten here in the next couple of years as that contract grows. And they're looking like, hey, where, where the, who, who are they going to continue the rate? Well, it's going to be the Pac-12. So Big 12 looks at this opportunity that, hey, man, let's get to the table now. Let's make sure that they know we are not going anywhere. And I think there is a belief right now that the Big 12 is, is, is not going anywhere, that they're going to continue to add schools, that they're going to be just fine post-Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, losing Texas and Oklahoma is a big hit. There's no doubt about it. Um, that, those are two gigantic brands, but I love the schools they've added. If you are able to add two or four more schools from the Pac-12, I think that does strengthen who they are. So they're going to get a better deal. Just that that's, now, that, I, that, that that's going to be no. They will get a better deal from ESPN, Fox, CBS, whoever it may be, and those Pac-12 schools who are looking to get paid will 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 see those numbers presented to themselves and say, "Hey, like you alluded to, T. Bob, if I want more money, it's time to snip, snip, and move on." I think I think you are correct in projecting the Big Twelve to win this battle. I don't know if it's 100% yet. Um, I saw some TV rating stuff that was pretty interesting where basically once you get outside the big boys, the the kind of the rest of the Pac-12 performs far better than the rest of the Big 12 does. A lot of that is kind of due to Pac-12 at night and just the amount of eyeballs mm -hmm. of that garners because there's not many other games going on. It's a very built-in kind of advantageous time slot there. And Klievkov, he's willing to do some bold things. Like, I maybe the Pac-12 pulls another fast one and like when the big team goes to raid them, they like have a hidden knife and stab him in the neck or the kidney or something. But I agree with you. The big 12 feels like they are in a uh, position of power right now. Uh, you know, who's always in a position of power Aaron? that is are the Alabama Crimson Tide, even when they're going on the road, to Austin, to a stadium that will be packed against a former lieutenant in Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, even when ESPN College Game Day is going to be there, even when it's is it's a top ten matchup. Is is Texas in the top ten right now? Or are they right outside? No, no, no. Right? No, no, no. They're, no. Where were they at? They're, they're around the teens. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a ranked, unranked matchup. Alabama, despite all this, Alabama is favored by twenty and a half. Uh, Greg Texas McElroy kind ranked. of put That's it what I thought. Oh, they're yeah, not Texas ranked. Is not ranked. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Never mind. I thought, am I thinking, mm, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I thought they got into the preseason polls because I thought I did a whole bit about being triggered that they got into the preseason polls, but whatever. Uh, joke's on me because LSU sucks. Uh, but <laughs> Texas, uh, I mean, how, like, Greg McElroy told us yesterday that he thinks they maybe come out with the best plan that a better team could use to win. That kind of implies Texas covering that 20 and a half. I don't feel that. I think Alabama rolls them the same way they roll all these early season out of conference games where they feel like they need to make a statement. And I think everybody, like everybody loves to prove people that think they're better than everyone else wrong, right? And that is Texas, the false sense of entitlement, the false sense of pride. I think Alabama is going to relish crushing them underneath their heel. Yeah. And, 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 I, I know Sark didn't mean this, but I mean, you have to take to account what, what Steve Sarkisian, head coach for Texas, said earlier in the week about not letting this game define their football season. That's just never a good way to approach the media and the <laughs> fan base. I think into the week, like, hey, guys, 
let's make sure that even, you know, regardless of what the outcome is, this will not define our season because that's a lie. If you beat Alabama, that may define your season. That I may, you know, you might have, Imagine the amount of money that's, that's going to that university. Define, yeah. <laughs> that would define the crap out of yeah. your season. Hey, Texas just <laughs> took down Alabama. Hell yeah, we're ready for the SEC. So completely hate that. But you know what he's saying. Like, hey, man, we may get blown up by 40 points. But, which is true, our, 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 you know, our, everything that we want to accomplish this year is still in front of us. But, you know, you look at yours and the way he played last week. On, off, made some good throws, some iffy throws, just – not to me, not good enough to go against the big boys just yet. I like Bijan. I like Xavier Worthy. They got two very, very talented players on that offense. But if if you only got two shots in that gun, going against Will Anderson and company, and then on the other side of the ball, that offense and those receivers and that quarterback, it's going to be a long afternoon. And this is going to be, in my opinion, a, yeah. a humbling you know kind of teaser of what the SEC is going to be like for Texas fans. Um, 20 and a half points is a lot. It, it is a ton of points, especially on the road. But based on kind of what I saw even like last weekend with Georgia versus Oregon and, you know, head coach versus, versus pupil kind of mentality, like it's just, you know, Nick Saban is just at a, as we know, at a different level. So I, I do like Alabama to run with this one. I just don't think Texas has enough dudes just yet on either side of the football to be, you know, compete with one of the best teams in the country. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. Uh, by the way, I'm not crazy. Texas opened at 18 in the coaches poll and is now at 22. Uh, not the AP poll, but the coaches poll. The they AP. are in there. Okay. Um, no, I mean, look, man, I don't think Texas goes. By the way, I should have said this. These are five most interesting games of the weekend. At number five, we got Alabama, Texas. At number four, we got Tennessee at Pitt. Uh, yeah, a little ranked on ranked. Um, where exactly? I don't have the, the numbers written down uh, by my – I'm going to look at the top 25 real quick. But I love this matchup so much because just last Saturday, right, I talked all about how, you know, sometimes in college football, we, we get so obsessed with the playoff and all these sorts of things. It's just the big dogs uh, that it's where we commit all of our kind of um, energy into. And we lose sight of a lot of the things that make college football so quirky and wonderful and unique and diverse and why it's a sport that we all fell in love with. And to me, a matchup like Tennessee going to Pittsburgh, like this is exactly what we fell in love with as college football fans. By the way, Tennessee ranked 24th, Pittsburgh ranked 17th. Thank you. Um, there's just, It's such an odd matchup. Never happens. Uh, it's a matchup where both programs have actually been pretty awful for a long time. And then randomly now when they're both kind of approaching their Zenith, uh, they're going to square up with one another. Like, hell yes, dude. And if you look at Tennessee last week, Aaron, I don't think I've ever seen a better start to the season than they had. I know it was ball state, but first play of the game, they picked it off. Second play of the game. Hooker throws a 30 yard touchdown. And it's like, okay, if I'm a volunteer fan, I'm feeling pretty freaking good. And, and look, man, when I watched the backyard brawl, it was awesome. It really was. Very impressed with Narduzzi and Pitt. That's a hell of a thing to back to come back from just a week later. And also, if JT Daniels receivers catch those balls, like like WVU's guys yeah. are getting open. If JT Daniels receivers catch them, like, that's a different game. I think Hooker and those Tennessee receivers are going to be able to exploit Pittsburgh. I like Tennessee here, and I'm not impressed with the ACC in general right now. But, I mean, what yeah. a just sexy, odd matchup we're getting this weekend. Well, and let's let's. I know it's not like a rivalry game, but they did play last year. I think there is some sort of revenge oh, factor for that. the Volunteers. I mean, they should have won that game. I mean, you go back to the first quarter, and and Hendon was not the quarterback at the time, and and there's probably two or three missed opportunities for touchdowns, and you're like, holy smokes! If if Hendon Hooker was QB one during that game, I think Tennessee wins it, and and since then Tennessee's only gotten better where Pittsburgh, obviously, as we know, have lost their top quarterback, have lost their top receiver. Uh, I think Slovis, you know, is, is, I'm sure, has had adequate time to, 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 to work on some of the things that, that was not successful in that first game in the backyard brawl. But I just overall was not impressed with him. I, thought he's, I think he's a good quarterback. I think Kenan Hooker is a very, very, very good quarterback with some tremendous talent around him. And obviously that offense is it's a pain in the butt to go against. So 
and then Tennessee as a, as a defense has added some depth this offseason. They are prepared to face these type of games on the road and have success. So I think better overall team, Tennessee, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder based on the game and the outcome last year versus Pittsburgh at home in that loss. Uh, I'm with you. I think Tennessee rolls in this one. Just was, it was it's, it's, it's great. Once again, great win last week for Pittsburgh. Great the way they came back just as a football team, not obviously as impressive with them as they was last season. Um, and I think Tennessee is one of the best teams in the SEC this year. They're a nine-win team, in my opinion. I think they get a big win this weekend up there at Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay, so we're kind of in agreement on our number four most exciting matchup of the week. Uh, let's go to number three. And we're headed out west to the conference that we just declared dead as a classic. I know the rest of the country may not realize this, but these fan bases get up for this matchup. You got the USC Trojans uh, traveling to Stanford to take on the Cardinal. Now, obviously, I know there's like a heat wave going through California, and I don't know how like much California people care to be out in the heat, punishing themselves to watch football. Uh, that said, this is interesting because more and more it's looking like USC is maybe the Pac-12's uh, main, or maybe not even more and more, maybe just is the Pac-12's only real playoff hope. But also, like, USC looked good against Rice. It was a good mm -hmm. opening statement. Caleb Williams looked as dominant as ever, did not miss a beat, kind of slept walk his way to just a, a, a an insane 85% completion stat line uh, where nothing was hard. So now in Stanford, you have a team that's not very good, especially defensively, um, but does represent a step up from Rice. So this is like a great kind of staircase building block for SC if they're really going to be that team that yep. some believe, which, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much on the record. I, I felt pretty confident about them winning 10 games this year. So we'll see. I, interesting stats heading into this game. USC is 3-5 and five against Stanford and one in three wow. in Palo Alto in September uh, over the past 10 years. So we talk about it being a tough place to play. We talk about Vanderbilt and the SEC being a tough place to play because there's not a lot of energy. It's hot out there. People really don't care about football in California. They just, they really don't. I mean, especially there in Palo Alto, they have too many other things they need to worry about from creating things and making tons <laughs> of money and whatever else they like. Football is for I was very dumb. Yes, I want I want the Aaron Murray breakdown on what like what he views as the state of California. It's creating things, making tons of money, uh, yeah, what, what, what and not being meathead like, football uh, players like you and I. Like they're not. Yeah, like we don't see a bunch bros. of grizzly. Yeah, a bunch of tech. We were real we close for Aaron them. saying coastal elitist. I was waiting. For <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, dude. They are. I hate that I have somehow started to side with SC because yes, they are the coastal elite. And now they're on their fancy cars riding around their little freaking uh, electric doodads and scooters. You, you just drop anywhere in the city. It's pathetic, dude. Tech bros so, yes, everywhere. They, they, it's going to be high cost of living. Oh, through that. the roof. And it's just hot, obviously. So, no, they, they like the atmosphere. I don't hot. anticipate being electric. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not Louisiana hot. Yeah. Uh, I don't anticipate it. I think. It's going to be a somewhat of a slow start. And, and let's not forget, Stanford has a good quarterback, Tanner McGee. Um, very, very talented. One of the better quarterbacks in that conference as well. So, you know, they return a lot on both sides of the football. They know the, the, the big, bad USC Trojans are coming in town. Everyone on the West Coast is loving them and all the excitement about going to the Big Ten. I think Stanford comes out there. Like, this is, this is you know, not their season, but this is their opportunity to make a big mark in that conference early on in the year. I think it's close early on, but I'm with you. I think USC right now, uh, they looked too good last week, even against a lesser opponent. You saw the wheels are moving in the right direction for them right now. They take care of business, but I would not be surprised once again, just based on the record that we've seen in the history, you got to take that into account. And then playing in Palo Alto against a less enthused crowd uh, could, could really make this game a pretty interesting four quarter battle. But go yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, dude, if you can't get pressure on Caleb Williams, you're just going to get killed. And I, I don't yeah. know that. Like, I'm not going to bet against Caleb Williams with a bad Stanford team. In fact, be on the lookout for that. My best bets video dropping tomorrow here on the YouTube channel. Also in our podcast feed, subscribe to the Snaps podcast. Number two on Snaps, those five interesting games of the weekend. 
It's the religious battle going down in Provo. Baylor versus BYU. I don't have a great read on this game, Aaron, to be honest. Um, I watched a couple series of the Baylor game. I watched a couple series of BYU South Florida. Both teams looked great. I do know that BYU basically returns their entire team. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, so that Blake Shapin looked pretty damn good at quarterback for Baylor last week. Look, man, where I'm actually going here, and I do not mean this as disrespect to Kalani Sataki, but I think my LSU homerism just bleeding through, and I just believe in Dave Aranda. Yep. I've seen that man firsthand. Um, I, I He was one of the most fascinating coaches to cover ever, the kind of quiet, zen-like, martial artist master type of confidence that he carries himself with. I wasn't sure how it was going to translate to be a head coach. Well, guess what? It freaking works, okay? His team loves him. The results are already spectacular. If he can prove that he can replace everything they did at Baylor and still be like a pretty damn a pretty good damn team, well, then all of a sudden Dave Aranda has arrived. And I think he has, and so I'm saying sick him. I like Baylor, but I don't really care who wins. This is another wonderful, quirky, weird matchup of a couple of teams, maybe BYU a more traditional power, but a couple of teams that are really good right now meeting up in a very odd and unique place in this country. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with you on the, the whole Dave Aranda thing. And I think right now um... – I think it's about three and a half point line. I kind of like that hook. Yeah. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a battle on both sides of the football. BYU, a little, little fun stat for, for everyone out there as well. 5-22-1 versus top 10 teams. Uh, and obviously Baylor being number nine. Like, they're a good oh. football team. I agree they bring a lot back. But just the, the, the skill that is at Baylor, the coaching staff at Baylor, I would notch them ahead of them. Uh, obviously, that spread being so close, you kind of allude that and put that towards home field advantage for BYU. I think if if you put them on a neutral site, Baylor is the better team. I think they're well coached enough to be able to go on the road, be mature enough to go on the road. I like their quarterback and what we saw last week from him. So I would not be surprised Baylor goes up there and wins the game. But I do believe they do keep it close. So I know we have our betting show tomorrow, but I would kind of lean towards the Bears a little bit right now if you want to get a little aggressive and start betting today. You know, it's kind of interesting. We've talked about a lot of the weird kind of dynamics between spreads and where teams are ranked. It's a bit odd to have the, uh, excuse me, 21st team in the country favored by three and a half over the ninth ranked team in the country. But, you know, it's early season. Early season polls are always very interesting for a reason. And number one on this list is I'm about to have to mute my mic because I have a fly caught my throat. I am alone in this office. Number one on our list, of course, for the second week in a row, we got to spend our Saturday night in the most wretched uh, hive of scum and villainy villainy in the entire country. I'm talking about the swamp, Florida, Kentucky, 6 p.m. It's a big boy, Aaron. It's your boys in the SEC East battling. How do we feel about it? I'm worried for, for Kentucky. I'll tell you that right now. I am worried, worried, worried versus, you know, that offensive line for Kentucky on the road, hostile environment. They looked awful last week versus Miami of Ohio. I mean, they looked bad. The left side of the offensive line could not protect Will Levis. They couldn't run the football. Chris Rodriguez out again in this football game. Um, I, I love Coach Stoops. I think Coach Stoops is one of the best coaches in America. What he's built, what he's done, it's a good roster. We, we talk about Clemson being at the end of their rope, you know, kind of reached the, the, the top. They've peaked out. Now it's kind of on the way down. To me, this could be the, 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 you know, the, the sign of Kentucky coming down that SEC East Hill. Tennessee, Tennessee beats Pittsburgh this weekend. Tennessee is hot. Florida beats Kentucky. And all of a sudden, we're flipping the script from Kentucky Ugh. being possibly the number two team in the East to more your traditional teams of Tennessee and Florida rising. And, and, and recruiting at a higher level and having better talent from top to bottom, this is not a good spot for Stoops in Kentucky. Um, they just don't have the horses right now, especially offense compared to Florida's defense and that front. This is still a game in the SEC in 2022 where you must dominate the line of scrimmage. And right now watching Florida and watching Kentucky, they are a better team at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football Florida can run. 
they can dominate on that side and they're going to be able to get after Kentucky and Kentucky's offensive line. That spills bad, bad news on the road for the Wildcats. So I think Florida wins this game pretty, pretty handily. So I want to be clear about a couple of things as we talk about this. And I should have said this on Texas and Alabama as well. I want Texas to win. Nothing would make me more pleased than getting to drink those delicious, salty, rage-filled gump tears than if Alabama were to lose in Austin. In that same boat, I want to feast upon uh, Billy Napier's tears as well. Okay, I do not like Florida. Uh, Nobody does around these parts. LSU plays them every single year. It's been a brutal rivalry back and forth. The Swamp is the most hostile place I ever had to play. I loathe Florida. I uh, I would want Kentucky to win. They are the good guys, but this is real life, and the good guys don't always win. And so, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Anthony Richardson looked so dominant last week and so special and so different, and that's even carrying the burden of expectation that he had entering the year where, like, before the game, Mel Kuyper has him as the 12th prospect on, the, on, on his big board. Um It's just really hard to overcome that. And Will Levis is nice, but he's not that nice. And I think Billy Napier's a really good coach. The one thing that I will say, Aaron, is that I might be giving Florida a free pass that we have not given other teams on this list, right? And in that, I mean that I kind of knocked Pitt for being in such an intense battle in the backyard brawl, uh, saying, you know, can you come back a week after that? Well, that game against Utah was hard hitting, bruh. Like, them pads were popping. That was a freaking fist fight and a well-executed one. So there could be a hangover effect for Florida. But you know what helps that out? The juice of the swamp. And it's going to be the swamp at night again. And if they do it, if Florida, if you're right, Aaron, and Florida goes and they just handle Kentucky, and for the second week in a row they have a major ranked win in that home stadium with with Anthony Richardson looking fantastic, that's an awful reality that I hope we do not have to live in. Uh, but I kind of expect that we do. It sucks. Hate Florida. Um, all right. Anything else? No. Good big to go? week, baby. Hey, make sure you tune in tomorrow. Got some bets for the weekend. So yes, bets on Friday and then late night action with T Bob and I, or Gandalf and I. We'll find out. Yes. Uh, I just see if you're if I need a like. I'm packing right now for my trip to Ole Miss, and I'm debating bringing a costume so I don't get left out of the shenanigans. <laughs> Yes, what's that you say there? Oh, yes, I'll be making an appearance this Saturday. At midnight Eastern, 11 p.m. Central. Come relive the college football day with us. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just keeping the wizard costume in the office at this point. Uh, my wife's happy that it's no longer in the bedroom. What are you going to do, dude? Um, well, hey, look. Uh, <laughs> very. <laughs> you want to see my staff? Uh, all right. Uh, look, we love you. Thank you so much for helping us out here, growing this thing with us. Volume YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review it. Describe to the volume. Subscribe to the volume. Be on the lookout for best bets and the Saturday night show. We love you. Huge thanks to FanDuel. Huge thanks to Ryan Brumley, our excellent producer, and everybody else. And, uh, yeah, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great day, y'all. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. 
I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.